Coming soon to DVD and video, it's Disney's A Christmas Carol with everyone's favorite 1990s, early 2000s actor, Jim Carrey, playing an animated character who looks strangely familiar to what Jim Carrey might look like as a 73-year-old miser. And it's also a story that you've all heard before, and the reason is they've done it 200 times on both TV and in theater, and wherever you look, there's a Christmas carol. But this time, it's actually really creepy and scary, and which makes it great for a family Christmas movie to watch with your kids, only if you want to give them nightmares. But remember, it's the Christmas season, so everybody, be jolly. Perry, you stole you stole one of my things that I was gonna say in the in Wes's words, and that was that Ebenezer Scrooge looks looks oddly like Jim Carrey. Well, do you know why he looks like Jim Carrey? I'm assuming they did it on purpose. No, it's because it's motion capture. The whole movie is what? done with motion capture technology. I didn't know that. Yeah, so this this gets this perfect transition, Wes. It gets You're right right into my little spiel about Wait, the production of the movie. That makes. Jim Carrey even more awesome. <laughs> Does it? Okay, so uh, here's my little here's my little spiel that we do at, at the beginning of everyone. Um, a Christmas Carol from 2009 is uh, is from Image Movers uh, Digital, or I, I guess it's just called Image Movers. But then Image Movers Digital is the animated branch of that. Basically, Robert Zemeckis' studio. If you've ever worked with Robert Zemeckis, like if a stu- if Robert Zemeckis has directed a movie, it was probably Image Movers th- as the production studio, just because that's his studio. And then at some point along the line, uh, starting with Polar Express, he decided he really enjoyed the digital space, the using motion capture. Which back then they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is this new amazing thing, motion capture. Let's put you know the balls, uh, the little sensor balls, all over, and have the actors act out physically act out the movie." So there are there the actors are not just voice actors; they're physically acting out the movie. And then the computer is tracking their movements. And so the idea is like, let's make their faces look more realistic, their facial expressions. It's tracking those movements. It's tracking, although I don't know how well it did the facial expression tracking back then because it probably wasn't too like so specific. But, you know, the way Jim Carrey would walk or do hand motions, like you can kind of see like in some of the scenes, especially at the end when he's like jolly and stuff, like. And he's, yeah, I could definitely look and be like, that's, that looks like some Jim Carrey mannerisms. Um, so that's the cool part about motion capture is that it really, the movements feel maybe a little more natural. Um, but what they at Image Movers Digital did not do very well is understand that in animated movies, you don't, it's it doesn't work to just get as realistic as you can possibly make it because then you find yourself in the uncanny valley where things look oddly realistic but creepy because you because they also there's something always off you know polar express the eyes people talk about the eyes you know or just whatever like uh the the uncanny valley really applies to a lot of these early motion capture movies um, it's kind of odd, actually, that this is from 2009, which is also the same year that Avatar came out. Um, people don't really criticize. I mean, Avatar was totally motion capture as well. 
and people don't really criticize that as much, but I think the reason is that they're doing blue people that you are they're different than humans, so it just you're not so they're as, supposed to be different. Yeah, they're supposed to be different. So Polar Express and uh, and then they did Mars Needs Moms in 2011. Image Movers Digital did, and that was their last feature before they shut down. Disney actually had had uh, the distribution rights at that point for A Christmas Carol, and then Mars Needs Moms. Um, this they also uh, worked on Monster House and Beowulf. Oh. Um, Monster House was Columbia Pictures, and Beowulf was Paramount Pictures, uh, and then Warner Brothers. Oh for international distribution but um anyway here's the reason they shut down west just just listen to some of these numbers oh no uh so remember this is image movers as a studio robert zemeckis made some hugely successful films in the 80s back to the future the trilogy spending uh, around a hundred million not even maybe like 60 to 75 million total for all three films, grossed about a billion box office. Wow. Talk about returns. Dog. Yeah. And then uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, 50 million budget, 330 million return. Like, I mean, he also worked on Forrest Gump. That was another one of his films through Image Movers. 55 million budget, 675 million return. But we all we get down here to Polar Express. Oh, there's also Castaway in here. You can't forget Castaway. But you get down here to Polar Wilson. Express. Polar Express did okay. $165 million budget, Wes. These really? Motion capture is expensive. $165 million. It returned $310 million. However, when you add in all the marketing they did, they did tons of uh, promotional things um, because they're like, this is going to be the next big Christmas movie. They probably were more likely or about even, about break even. I mean, I do love Polar Express. How? <laughs> what? You don't like it? I mean, I have some nostalgia for Polar Express. I love Polar Express. I watched it in theaters. I did too. They took my elementary school. <laughs> Our elementary school rented out a theater and K through 6th grade all went. Okay, wow. Okay, here, listen to these numbers though, Wes. A Christmas Carol, it was a $200 million budget. $200 million. That's about the same as Avatar. And it returned $325 million. But when you include all the marketing, it it's estimated that Christmas Carol lost about $100 million. Um, and then as they're in production for Mars Needs Moms and realized that they were going to be spending over $150 million for that movie. Wes, have you heard of Mars Needs Moms? I've heard of it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, don't it watch good? it. No, it's bad. Oh. It's really bad. Um, I have seen it. Yeah, they... Literally halfway through Mars Needs Moms, they're like, we're going to finish this movie just because we have like 100 million in it, but we're shutting down the studio immediately afterwards. Oh. Mars Needs Moms uh, grossed 39.2 in the box office. So <gasps> over 100 million lost there. Oh, so, so no. you know, multiple hundred millions of dollars lost in their last couple films. And so that has. Uh, you know, they're still making movies uh, with the main production studio, Image Movers, but Image Movers Digital is no longer. Sorry, Robert Zemeckis. Anyway, that's my little... Is Robert uh, Zemeckis still the head of... Is he still in charge of it? Uh, yes. So oh, um, so he's still successful. 
Yes, he's still very, very successful. Uh, you Did you watch the new Pinocchio? No, I don't like Pinocchio. Okay, there was a 2020 live, 2022 live-action Pinocchio on With Disney+. Tom Plus. Hanks. Yes, Tom Hanks, exactly. That was directed and in, in the screenplay written by Robert Zemeckis. Wow. Um, what, so, a, what a guy. He's yeah. still doing stuff. Wow, Perry, that makes me really sad because I really like those movies. <laughs> Not Mars Meets Bombs. I don't know that one. <laughs> well, Perry, yeah. actually... So hear me out. Okay. Tell tell the tell the fans why we chose to do a Christmas carol for this BMC. Okay, I will because it's Christmas season, and Wes and I were like, let's do a BMC. We haven't done one since. Hold on, I can erase the amount of time in between me looking this up. We haven't done one since Uncharted, May third, May third, Wes. We haven't done a BMC, so. Uh, it's Christmas season. We wanted to do one, and Wes said this is his favorite Christmas movie. It is, and do you know what my second favorite Christmas movie is? Polar Express. Yes, <laughs> I was made for for Image Movers Digital. They should have employed me. Seriously, but the problem Not that is I know anything. talent. Perry, I am. I have more talent in my pinky than Kim Kardashian has but in her whole body. Have you ever animated anything in your life? I'm very animated. That is that is true. You know what? <laughs> you have a point. You got me there. Anyway, yeah. Wow. Well, good to know that my two favorite Christmas movies were made by the same people. Yep, and they both did not do super well. But I mean, they did okay. Uh, I mean, okay. Yeah, they did okay. Okay, let's be honest though. Hear me out. How successful can you really expect a Christmas Carol to be when, like you said, it's like the three hundredth version? Right. I think I looked it up and I think let me look up again. How many iterations of a Christmas carol are there? Oh my gosh. So many. In TV or movies. Uh I can't figure out one thing is telling me 135, but I don't know if that's including theater. Well, <clears throat> so I mean, every high, every a high lot. school ever has done a right, 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 right. Yeah, a lot, guys. But I do love this movie, Barry. <laughs> I love it a lot. Good. That's what it's all about, Wes. I mean, I just watched Jingle All the Way today. Oh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger for the first time, dude! It's so good. He's oh an action figure. It's so bad. It's so good. It's a horrendous movie. But What's you it know, even on? What'd you watch it on? I got a seven-day free trial of the Stars extension onto my Amazon Prime <laughs> to watch it, and it is really bad, but it's really so funny. Bad. But then the end does not hold up. the The flying scenes uh, at the end that that doesn't hold up. And did you like it when Arnold? Sh- when Arnold became the action figure? Sure. Sure, Wes. But that's not the movie we're talking about. What I mean, my, my point in saying that is there are plenty of people that love that movie. And, and I, to that, I say good for right. you because that's what it's all about. Finding movies that well, bring you that I, Christmas nostalgia. Yeah, I would even say that's all Christmas movies are about. They're just about having fun. They're not about being good. That's right. Got to get in that, that that Christmas vibe. Why do you think Hallmark has been so successful? They found the formula. 
And they just kept doing it. And not because their movies are good, but because for some reason we can't stop watching them. Yeah, there's plenty of people out there that for them it's not Christmas without watching Hallmark movies. They don't really care how good they are. That's literally me. Yeah. So when I, when I go to my parents on for a cup for a week or two at Christmas, my mom and I will watch at least one Hallmark movie every night. <laughs> I hey, I I love to get a coffee in the morning, put on YouTube and go to like one of those channels that just plays a like a crackling fireplace with like a Christmas mm-hmm. Christmas tree next to it and then some Christmas like background music. Absolutely. That's a great way to spend a morning. Love it. So it's all wow. about the vibes, man. All right, Wes, can you explain Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey in Wes's words? I don't think they probably need to know the plot all that much because they know it, but you do whatever you feel necessary. I will do my best. Well, the screen rolls in, and we see what I can only assume is a very dirty London in the late 1800s because from what I have seen in all of history is that London in the late 1800s is dirty. Um, it just looks gross. There's black smoke and smog everywhere, and I don't even think we've hit the Industrial Revolution yet, so not sure how they did that. But anyway, so we roll in on that, and very typical, you go to see um, Scrooge and Marley, their little accounting business or whatever they have, and there's Jim Carrey. And you look there, and like you said earlier, Perry, you can tell that it's Jim Carrey. Um, and I think for the rest of... For the next, what is it? What is the runtime period? Is it hour and a half? It's not that uh, long. Yeah. Hour 35, hour 40. Yeah. So for the next hour and 30 minutes, if you took a shot for every single time Scrooge scrunched his face, oh my gosh, you'd be in the hospital or dead. Um, <laughs> and every time he scrunches his face, I can only think like, wow, that's Jim Carrey. So anyway, typical thing. He abuses, verbally abuses his little employee, and then he goes home, and then... Disney really decided we're going to make it spooky. And one of the scariest things I've ever seen as a child or adult is when Bob, Mar- not Bob Marley, when, uh, oh Bob my gosh, Cratchit. Uh, no, I'm blanking on his name. Jacob Marley, Jacob Marley. When Jacob Marley's face appears as the door knocker, I thought I was going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then anyway, so you see Scrooge do his thing and he goes up to his room and then, terrifying a ghost comes through the wall mm-hmm. and is throwing chains at him and slinging him around and then does a typical you're going to be visited by three spirits and insert a flying candle and for the next wait was he wasn't so he technically was going to be visited by four spirits well the first spirit was like <laughs> you're going to be visited by four by three spirits so gotcha gotcha yeah okay so, yeah, insert a flying candle that does not speak. <laughs> a mute flying candle that flies him through his childhood, and that's where we become depressed because you realize that Scrooge's life was indeed... Oh, Perry, time out. What? SOS, my computer's gonna die. Oh. Woo! Okay, a thrill. What just happened? Uh, my computer screen like went kind of dark and I was like uh-huh. what is going on because when I turned it on it had a full battery uh-huh. and I looked in the corner and it was on low battery saving mode I'm like oh no <laughs> <laughs> wow that was almost as spooky as the rest of this movie gets um, well, well while you were looking that I was looking up if, if there's someone who's like if the candle is actually like an actor I don't know if it is I don't think it is I can't find anything 
You know, like if someone actually was the face of the candle. Oh. But I couldn't I couldn't find anything about that. Yeah. So anyway, a flying point. candle. Anyway, so the flying candle flies around. You see how depressing his childhood was, and it just stays the same. And then he goes back, and you see that he had a lady, and then he dumped her because he sucked, and he loved money. So let it be known to anyone out there. You can be awful, and you can be skinny, and some girl might still love you. But if you treat her badly, and you don't cherish her, like Cody Martin says on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Mm -hmm. you will lose her. Anyway, Mm -hmm. moving on. Then enters what i thought as a child was was a young version of santa claus <laughs> in a green robe and a red and red hair you get red-haired eight feet tall santa um with a bellowing deep voice and is also a bit snarky and shows him around the present and shows scrooge how awful he is and how happy people are that don't have money and he can't understand that and honestly i can't either sometimes uh, anyway, and then, and then, Perry, we take a turn, because red-headed Santa reveals that there are two gremlins hiding underneath his robe. I'm unsure if they're just attached to his leg at all times, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. if they also conveniently move at the same speed he does under his <laughs> robe so that they can remain Did unseen. we see him walk? I don't remember. I think he just sits remember. at his little throne. Yeah, uh, he's obscure. Anyway, and then he has an unbelievable number of siblings. I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, and then he dies in front of us. <laughs> yes, yeah, he, strangely. He, he, he dies in front of us and disintegrates, and then we see the two gremlins attack, and then enter the Grim Reaper, and then enter a car chase, basically, where yeah. where where Scrooge turns into Ant-Man. Yeah, the uh, that was the interesting addition to this movie. And we, let me we'll tell you, as a kid, that terrified me. Oh my gosh, I was so stressed. Anyway, and then he gets threatened with death, blah, 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 blah. And then Christmas morning, Scrooge is all happy. He has the spirit of Christmas inside of him. Not to be confused with the Holy Spirit. And everything is good to go. And Tiny Tim lives. Tiny Tim freaking lives. Let's go, Tiny Tim. Yep. Perry, before we continue, did you know that in the seventh grade, I was Tiny Tiny Tim Tim. in our school's production of A Christmas Carol? I feel like you have told me this at some point in my life, so I'm not that surprised. And they gave me a crutch, and I drug my leg around the stage. (laughs) I bet you did. That's funny. And I had That's to sing funny. God Bless Us Everyone all by myself. <laughs> That's a song? Yeah. God bless us. Yeah, okay. It's a song in the musical version. Great. It was a musical. Sorry, we put on okay. a musical. Gotcha. A musical. A musical. The theater. What? what are those two boys doing in a tree? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wes. Yeah, so this movie, 2009, it was kind of a big deal. Like... I don't know. Like I said, they they went hard in marketing campaigns, like to make it seem like this was going to be the big Christmas movie and the big iteration of a Christmas Carol. And I'll tell you what, I love me some Christmas Carol. Do you really? Uh, the the story. Um, I love the story too. I love the story. I I always watched Disney like Mickey's A Christmas Carol. Oh, ev- so every good. year. In fact, every year. Right? 
I think that should be our table read next year. Oh, that's so great. Yes, I love it. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Exclusive. Uh, yes, so Mickey's A Christmas Carol, I pretty much watch every year. I used to love the Looney Tunes uh, yes, Christmas with, Carol. Yes, with Donald, with, not, with Daffy Duck. Yes, it was called Bah Humduck. It was so good. Um, and he was a and, rich businessman. Yeah, and there are many other good versions. There's like Scrooge and there's, you know, other stuff. Um, this one was just, was different. And I will say some things that I appreciate is that it makes it a lot. They like take some of the just like, some of them water down the story and and really just kind of emphasize like they don't want to take away any of the Christmas spirit, Christmas joy or whatever that comes with the story. And this doesn't pull any punches, which I appreciate. Like it really makes Scrooge look like, uh, you know, I, I think it does a good job. It's hard to watch because he's nasty and mean and but like it really doesn't pull punches. Um yeah, and it's it's way more real than pretty much any other Christmas Carol story. Mm. Where I don't think it does well is is like just it's not for who they marketed it to, it's not the right movie. You know what I mean? Like this is a Christmas movie that I am darn sure they marketed to go with your family to to go watch a christmas carol and this movie literally could give kids nightmares i'm sure it did it is on many occasions creepy scary (laughs) disturbing um when you get into some of the the spirits and some of the stuff going on especially with that second spirit and then i don't know what the heck is going on with the chase scene that this is the only Christmas Carol that's that's got a twenty minute, you know, fifteen minute chase scene. I don't know why you do that. Like, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? Scrooge is 70, 80 years old. I don't know how old he is. And he's trying, sprinting. He's sprinting down the street. I don't know if you just want to watch Jim Carrey run. If it's one of those things where you like to watch like Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp run, so you just make him run every Pirates movie. Maybe Jim Carrey's the same thing. I don't know, but. I just think they really marketed this as like a Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol. And so everybody's got to think either Christmas movie or comedy, Jim Carrey and, comedy. And, and it, it really was, comedy. it was not a comedy and it was not like a heartfelt feel good. Like it was heartfelt, the I ending guess. ending was. I guess, but. Okay. But that's, that is a Christmas Carol. It's not a heartfelt. Yeah. Happy story. It's dark. <laughs> it, um, yeah. Especially this version. So, yeah. Perry, here's my thing. I'll just start with the chase scene, okay? Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm okay with it. Because, we already talked about, there's like 150 iterations of A Christmas Carol. They had to do something different to make it, you know, their own, right? And what do we remember from it? The chase scene. I, I guess. So I, I didn't remember it until I watched it two days ago. So. Oh, I always remember it because it terrified me. It stressed me out as a child so much. <laughs> what, uh, what did I remember before watching it a couple of days ago? I remember the the look of it, obviously. I remember it being creepy. I don't know if there's any specific scenes. I remember the, the dude and his gremlins for sure. And that when it gets dark and like 
the colors of that room because they're in that colorful room. And it you know, black and white, pretty and much. And then it goes black and white, and it's an empty room. I remember that being the creepiest part, I felt like. Yeah. That everything that goes on in there. Yeah, so I love the chase scene. I What I don't like is the ghost of Christmas past. The candle? I can't stand it. Huh. Not because it creeps me out, but I cannot stand that it doesn't talk. I understand that that might be like an artistic thing or whatever, or a different... It was a choice that that made. They made, and it's a choice I disagree with. Huh. Because if you look at every other Christmas Carol, that um, goes to Christmas like, look how happy you were. Look at all these things that you had going for you. Yeah. And, but I mean, I guess I guess that's one Scrooge has to figure that out for himself, which is kind of cool. But sure. <clears throat> I don't like the not talking part. Okay. Yeah. But other than that. that, I do love it. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Um, what? How do you feel like it looks? For 2009, great. Avatar came out in 2009, Wes. Avatar is not the same. I know it is, but it's not. Uh, what else came out in 2009? Princess and the Frog came out in 2009, but it's a different animation style. You can't really compare. Um, what was that? Up. Up might have been 2009. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not a huge up. Not a, not a huge up guy. I I thought it looked good. I mean, I could also be... You can tell me that I'm wrong. That's fine. But I liked how it looked. I didn't think it looked too real. I could tell that it was... I didn't I didn't feel like there was an attempt to make it too real. Hmm. But that's just me. I see. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's... I think it's just this era of motion capture technology... People these days don't use a lot of mocap for, like, it's not used for whole entire films the way they tried right. to use it because it's so expensive. And what and year? What year was? Was it The Hobbit that that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was the dragon in? Oh the yes, the what second one, Decimation of Smaug. I think that was like 2016, maybe. Okay. Because that was that was motion capture. Yeah, yeah, they did a lot of mocap for the CGI, and this and still a lot of movies do that. A lot of those kind of fantasy movies will like you know because because there are real characters, you do want to make those look like as close as possible, I guess, as other ones, as complementing ones. But I don't know. It's different when everything's when everything's fake. And everything's graphic, but you're trying to make it look real, but everybody knows it isn't. I don't know. Uh, something about it. It's not as... It didn't, like... It didn't, like... Definitely not as bad as, as like, Monster House and uh, and Polar Express um, in terms of the look. It's it's it, it had come a little ways Well, I mean, then. it's five years newer than Polar Express. Right, right, right. So it looked a little better. It didn't, like... It didn't stand out. Like, I can watch it and not, like, think about it after a few minutes. So, we'll say that. But, Wes, it is not one of my favorite iterations of this story. Wow. And and it is not one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies. I love a good Jim Carrey movie. I I went on a little Jim Carrey binge last year and watched, um, oh, Truman Show. And then, was it Yes Man? Is that another one? Did you watch um, Bruce Almighty? 
I have seen that one. That was not on my binge. Incredible show. And there's another one that I watched on Netflix. Was it Ace Ventura? I don't like it. No, Ventura. it wasn't Ace Ventura. So I the watched Mask. Yes. I watched Liar Liar. That was the other one. Mm. Liar Liar was, and that one was uh, maybe a little more inappropriate than I thought it was going to be, but uh, very good as well. Funny. I mean, how often do we see Jim Carrey in animation, though? Uh, Not very often. No. So it's something different. I don't know. I, I I cannot say that I probably have much of a reason for liking this other than the nostalgia and I love A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And like, he, was in, ex- uh, he was in Horton Hears a Who. Can't forget that. Oh, yeah. But, like, for example, if you look at other iterations of this, I mean, I guess it was a book first. It's a story. Then it became a play. Then it became a movie. Like, Scrooged with Bill Murray. Hilarious. Okay. But it's too funny. Mm. I, I love it. I will watch it. Okay. I, I see. That's not one of my favorites either. Honestly. Oh, what, which one? I mean. I mean Mickey. But it's because of nostalgia. That's the thing about Christmas movies. It's about nostalgia. Yeah. Mickey's was too short for me. I wish it would have been longer. Yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to see if there's any other iterations that I've seen. Were there any other big deal? actors in this movie or not um yeah there was lots gary oldman um i'm i don't have it pulled up let me pull it back up again uh gary oldman colin firth carrie ewells which i believe carrie i don't know how you say his last name ewless uh he was um the main and uh, protagonist in uh princess bride so Wait, I recognize the kid that is Tiny Tim. Oh? What do I recognize him from? Hang on. I'm going to, I'm looking at, his name is Ryan Ochoa. Oh, he was on a couple episodes of iCarly. That's what it was. Wow. That's what it was. Nice. That's awesome. I love that for him. Hm. Nice. Okay, so Mickey's a Christmas Carol was, was 83. Hello? There was another animated That's version of Christmas Carol in 71. There was uh, a movie called Scrooge. That one's classic. Albert, Albert Finney, 1970. Another animated version in 1969. I'm going backwards. Um, I mean, I skipped all the way to the 80s. I was looking for other ones, but... Hey, there's a Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol that came out in 1962. I need to watch that. Okay, there's just an insane amount of Christmas Carols. It's not even worth me looking through, but... Um, I mean, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's But it's all about nostalgia, and I don't have it. So for me, Wes, if I was going to rate it... On the hot rod scale of, of rating movies in which, I need to remember, uh, of which a one out of five is you're the devil. Two out of five is unlegit. Three out of five, you can scrape the joy out of it. Four out of five is cool beans. And a five out of five is a straight up party. Wes, we, we think we know what you're going to rate it. I, however, am going to give it unlegit. Oh! <gasps> 
Two out of five. This is, this is not a movie I watch every year. It is not a movie I look for during the Christmas season. I have a, a, a solid ten, maybe dozen movies that I'll easily turn on before Jim Carrey's A Christmas Carol. Sorry, Wes. Sorry to break your heart. Well, for me, Perry, it is a smooth Cool Beans because I think it's a blast. Now, I don't. Th- I don't think I could ever give a Christmas movie a five out of five. <laughs> but really, I don't just think because so. just because you're acknowledging the uh, the quality. Th- well, yes, yes. So I understand. And the nostalgia bias, but I would give it a cool beans because I do look for it every year. Wes, where do you think this would fall on your top? Well, this for you is your 19th, because you were not on the Animal Crackers. We'll always come back to that. So this is your 19th ranking uh, BMC. And if it is a 4 out of 5, a Cool Beans, currently your top 4 out of 5 rated movie is Treasure Planet. Uh, That's your number 7. And then you have Black Widow, number 8. Casino Royale number nine, Soul number ten, Ryan the Last Dragon. Jeez, Wes, these are you have so many cool beans. Is uh, Ryan the Last Dragon as number eleven, and then three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, as number twelve. I like it more than Ryan the Last Dragon. Do you like it less than Soul? Yeah, because Soul makes me cry. Okay, so it's gonna be number eleven for you. I'm actually surprised that your favorite. Christmas movie is only number 11 of the movies that we've done BMCs for. While you're looking, while you're writing all those down, Perry, you know what? I'm going to get on a soapbox for two seconds. Okay, sure. Go ahead. You know what the worst Christmas movie of all time is? You know what really grinds my gears? (laughs) National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation (laughs) is a sin to the world it okay. is horrible all right Jeez. And you, know, you know what the second worst christmas movie of all time is what um christmas with the cranks no, Home i love Alone? that one i love christmas with the cranks i love <laughs> jamie lee curtis okay no, that stupid one where the kid sticks his t- tongue in a pole a christmas uh, story a christmas story you'll shoot horrible. your eye out horrible horrible movie horrible horrible if people and people are like, you have. He's like, how can you not like it? It's based in Indiana. Well, guess what? Indiana's not that great. That's not one I've really watched, honestly. Much. Well, it's bad. Don't watch yeah. it. The ones that my family watches are. Uh, I mean, I watched a lot of the animated stuff because you know, as we know, I love Klaus. Shout out to, shout yeah, out to our BMC for Klaus. Um, wait, do you have Klaus ahead of Christmas Carol in our BMCs? Let me look because that would be an interesting. Curveball, yeah. You have Klaus as a five out of five, Wes. So yeah, but Klaus maybe... is a great movie. So what you're saying is Klaus is a better movie, but not your favorite Christmas movie. That's allowed. I guess that is allowed. It's a technicality. We'll call Perry, it. Perry. The Wait, Atlanta I was, Falcons. I was, let me the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons are my favorite football team, but they are not the best. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. Um, so once we watch, my dad loves Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, so Dang that does can't. that does get on. My dad likes Christmas with the Cranks. You can kind of tell his his taste in a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, I always watch Mickey's Christmas Carol, especially with Tyler. Tyler and I, Tyler and I have always watched uh, a few different Christmas things. Dude, Tyler well, is a gem. Uh, the Phineas and Ferb Christmas episode, solid. It's a fantastic christmas special like 
when you're talking about like episode specials that are just in the middle of a show, mm-hmm. like that one's amazing. But also, I'm I have a huge bias for Phineas and Ferb. Um, spoiler: We asked Swampy if he would do our Santa Claus for the Frosty the Snowman episode, but I haven't heard back from him. Sad. Uh, yeah. What else do we watch? I don't even know. We don't really watch Hallmark movies. I mean, my mom and dad definitely do because my mom likes them, but. Oh, I mean, have you I've seen, seen like, have you I've, seen like, uh, the, <laughs> it's like the, the home, it's not a home, I think it's Netflix actually, but it's like a Christmas movie saga that is all Vanessa Hudgens being oh, a princess. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't <laughs> seen those, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, I've definitely seen like some movies like Miracle on 34th Street multiple oh, times solid. in my life. I've seen A Wonderful Life multiple times, probably four or five times in my life. Um, so some classic ones too. Uh, Elf, obviously. Elf is an obvious one. Unfortunately, as overplayed it is as it is, we still enjoy it. That I don't like great. the ending though. The ending sucks. Um, sorry, what? you can't go a whole movie and just try to make me laugh the entire movie, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, the last thirty minutes though, we're actually gonna like stop making jokes and just try to make people feel things. But I was having fun. <laughs> sorry um Wes where did I put this in my ranking let's see With two out of five that puts me in slim company uh my two out of fives currently are number 18 Eternals number 19 Hancock I like this movie better than both of those yay because simply the nostalgia the sl- not nostalgia like I said I don't really have nostalgia but the Christmas, the the vibes of it being a Christmas movie. So the fact that if I'm watching it, it's probably Christmas season, which brings good vibes on its own. Sure. So that alone makes it more enjoyable because I've now seen it, you know, a few times, right? And I'll watch it again, maybe four years down the line or something when it, when it feels like I haven't watched it in a while. I will hopefully never watch Eternals again. Really? Hopefully never. Eternals was that bad, and then Whoa. and then Hancock. Hancock, I'm quite sure I'll never watch again. So, whoa, Perry, that was some hate to Eternals on Christmas. Well, I thought we already we I thought we already knew that we both hated Eternals. I've seen it two or three times now. Oh wow, it's your 16th out of 19. No, I'm not saying it was great. I watched it. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I'm honestly though, I'm kind of done with Marvel at this point. Uh, but that's a whole other story entirely. We can get into. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, All right. That's anyway. That's not Christmas. So, everyone have a holly jolly heck of a time. Yes, and be tuning in to the pod later this week for some great stuff. The world premiere of Banter I Hardly Knowers version of Frosty the Snowman. Merry Christmas.